Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Hello and welcome to the friend zone with Tim and Guy back in lockdown. Confusingly, we were doing okay, and then. Um, some people got COVID, which is what happens. That's fine. And then we needed to lock down again. So right. a little frustrating. Cancelled a lot of cool things I was going to do. But say la vie, this is our life now. Lockdown is much more mentally challenging the second time around. It sure is. The first time there was a bit of novelty to it, eh? But this time it's like... Do you know what I'm finding one of the hard things, I think, is that the first time I was like, okay, this is what's happening, and I treated it as the new normal, the new permanence. And then the second time, even though I I knew it was coming, or like, you know, I didn't know it was coming. it was possible. Well, yeah. I remember the night I found out it was 7 o'clock or something, and I saw the news that the Prime Minister and the Director General of Health were going to do an impromptu 9.15pm news conference. And I thought, they don't usually do these when there are no (laughs) new cases. I've never seen a 9.15 press conference, which is like, nice, keep it up. <laughs> Every, everyone's doing great. But within the second one, I don't think I've transitioned into a lockdown mindset. Like, I've just, it's it's existed as purgatory. So I haven't been like, just adjust and behave accordingly. I've sort of just acted like it's one day of, you know, an experience. But it's actually a significant enough chunk of time that if you don't mentally wrap your head around it, you're going you're gonna to fucking... You're going to wipe yourself out. I think I haven't treated this with the, the degree of permanence and seriousness it deserves. And the kind of <clears throat> opportunities that are there to <clears throat> either like fully just relax and take your, your hands off the wheel for a bit or get some shit done that normally you wouldn't be able to do. Exactly. It's kind of like neither of those. It feels like no one's done either of those things. Yeah, existing in this in-between is immensely challenging. Do um, you know what I was doing? And I had to stop doing it. <clears throat> played a lot of No Man's Sky. That's a good game. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. The me, thing that, me, an idiot, and a layman. It's not, don't, this isn't about that. You don't have to know all the video games, I'm man. Just, I, a, I'm, I'm saying that to establish my role in this conversation as radio. an audience proxy for the, do you, <laughs> I always think that the listeners have more in common with your extracurricular activities and, and habits than mine. 
I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, that's just a baseline assumption I live with. What do you think? I have no idea. But also, I only put forward like certain of my extracurricular activities on what the podcast. What are you suppressing? What are you holding back from us? We're your friends, man. A lot of kinky stuff, a lot of S&M, a <laughs> uh, lot of bondage, a lot of ass play. I see. Um, so it's a, it's a boundaries thing. And mostly yeah. for our boundaries, you're withholding a lot of this information. You yeah, seem yeah, yeah. very forthright in sharing any of it. <laughs> no, it's just like all the all the truly nerd shit. Like I'm about to talk about No Man's Sky, which is a certain level of nerddom, but like the truly nerdy shit. No one wants to hear me talk about that. So why, why put it on? But No Man's Sky, <clears throat> excuse me, fascinated me because it came out four years ago and absolutely fucking died a death because it was one of the most overhyped games there's ever been. Everyone was incredibly excited for it to come out because it used this technique called um, procedural generation, which is when the computer can kind of just automatically make levels for you. They don't have to be custom built. It's just you give it a rule set. And what that means is that because it's set in space and you land on planets and asteroids and space stations, the universe is just this infinite, like the game, it's just so expansive and massive and the possibilities are so wild. But when it came out, it was like completely broken, did none of the things that the guys who made the game said it would be able to do and was like barely playable. But it sold so many copies of all the hype and promotion. How did like... I, I guess that makes sense. But like if surely because it gets released to reviewers and like, you know, people first, ha- weren't, weren't they just like, this is dog shit, don't invest? Or was it everyone so, just so excited? So my understanding is that there was no review copies released before the commercial release of the game. It's a massive red flag for anything, eh? What happened is it was this tiny team called Hello Games. They're like, still kind of are an independent um, video games uh, developer and led by this guy called uh, Sean something. And they they got quite successful with an early franchise, this little game that they made called Joe Danger. And then Sony kind of like saw what they were up to and that they were getting a bit of hype with this game they announced called No Man's Sky. And were like, right, we're going to fucking back the hell out of this, but you have to do heaps of press. So they kept putting this poor guy in front of larger and larger cameras and stages. And people were like, can the game do this? And he was like, um, yeah, yeah, we're trying to make it do that. And then there'd be these headlines being like, it's incredibly multiplayer. It's like got six trillion planets to visit. Yeah. It's got this, it's got that. And he just got so caught up in um, these things that he kind of wanted to be in the game, but they had a team of like six people. So then the game came out terrible. Everyone fucking hated them. Like it, it was a bad scene online for them. And then they just went completely radio silent for three months. They posted nothing on their Twitter, nothing on Reddit, just like went dead silent. Everyone was like, this is fucked. They've taken the money and run. Which is something that has happened before in, in like big overhyped video and games. And here's here's what I think happens: Enter Tim Bat, and Tim starts <laughs> playing the game a lot on LSD, and goes, "Hey everyone, this game is actually awesome." Everyone listens, and now there's been a huge resurgence. What happened next is that after it's released in 2016. These guys just fucking got back to work and put their nose to the grindstone and started fixing all the bugs and then adding a whole bunch of content for free. So usually you'd like pay 20, 30, whatever dollars for downloadable content to add on to the game. These guys just kept releasing more and more add-ons for the game 
Suddenly you can be in a mech. Suddenly multiplayer fully works. You can play with your friends. All the tech trees got sorted. Like everything just got sorted out. And now it's this like fantastic game. But I had to put it away because I got a bit too into it. That's how good it is? Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things where it kind of like, it plays on my um, completionist uh, sort of mindset too much. So you got to go around collecting all the things and yeah. Bit of a I like it. I like, I like this game for you. I like you, like... You got to do, you You know, I feel like you put a lot on your back. You take a lot on, you work really hard. And I like it when I hear that Tim's taking time out to do just Tim things. Like do acid and go into space. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that I like to know you're doing for yourself. Oh, thanks, man. That's very kind. And it, it is, it's good. It's good. It's just, you know, I get worried about games because they, they can be a big sinkhole for, um, for time if you let them. So can everything, man. <laughs> How are you? How are you? How are you spending your time? Uh, clock watching, count down the minutes, the hours, the days. Uh, I've had my ups and downs. I've been running a lot. Listeners of the podcast will know that I am in peak physical condition. And there was a long period where I wasn't. I suffered a nasty toe injury playing social football. And uh, it took about three weeks to recover to a state where I could run again. But, um, I'm pushing it out. I'm pushing my body. I'm pushing my lungs. I'm training for a marathon in three-ish months, and I'm up to a point where I can like, I can go for a 15k run any time of day, no worries. And I can go for a 20k run, but I have to like mentally and physically be, you know, in the zone for it. But I'm just extending out the lengths I'm running for. And honestly, if I think about where I've concentrated my mental and physical energy to a point. It's all gone there. Like I have been so unproductive. I can't sit down at my computer to do anything. I literally can't bring myself to. I've been um, watching some good stuff, trying to, trying to like you know, enjoy myself, but um, finding it really hard. Yeah, it is hard. Won't be forever though. It is hard. Our prime is- minister last yeah. night went to the trouble of saying, "Hey." Like at the end of telling everyone what was happening, she said, by the way, if this feels hard, it's because it's really hard. And like, you know. There was a quote from that press conference that I tweeted out. I think she said like, 2020 has been frankly awful. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, it has. It's just, but it is nice, you know, like, you know, we say it to each other and you say it to friends and family and those around you, but it's nice to hear it from like the person occupying the highest office in your country being like, I see this. <laughs> You're not wrong. This does suck. Yeah. Hey, well, you know what'll cheer us up? Digging into some four month old messages we got from our Patreon supporters. Some what friends. Yeah, dude. I would love to. Let me share a message from Danny. I'm just going to mute one mic and hopefully you can't hear me because I've just got to like sniff a little bit. Hold on. I'm still so congested. I thought it would have gone away by now, but it really hasn't. Hey, boys. I've been listening to all of the free release. This is from four months ago. Uh, free releases of your review episodes and they are brilliant. <laughs> Which is, by the way, totally like can remain unsaid and assumed before anything we read. <laughs> I learned of you guys and started listening to Sex in the City 2 season and gained a real appreciation for your stuff. 
I started, uh, oh, sorry, I listened to a lot of We Are Your Friends Season 2. I've listened to Till Death Do Us Blart since the first episode, and that is probably the best part of Thanksgiving. I loved every single aspect of Overlooked and Undercooked. The day after I saw Cats, our week with Cats began. Oh, man, that was just what I needed and so incredible. I also adopted Do More. Not a great name there, but uh, I, I gently critique. Since you, what do you reckon about that guy? Far away. I think, yeah, okay. um, you know, wh- whatever, man. <laughs> <He's right. laughs> Since you've begun releasing the review episodes for free, I started to go back and listen to the original Grown Ups 2 season. I'm listening to three or four episodes a day from the original season now. Jesus. I've, ne- I've never watched Real Rob or any of the movies except Cats and Paul Blight 2. You guys are truly brilliant and deserving of payment for all your entertainment you've provided. I do regret it's taken me so long to realize this fact and begin to pay you. Boys, but rest assured, I will never remember. <laughs> I will never remember to cancel this payment, even if you stop making your awesome podcast. Please don't stop, though. Thanks for all you do. From your previously silent fan, Danny G in Portland. P.S. Guy is the best daily zeitgeist guest. What a ah, sweetheart. That is so sweet. Um. Well, thank you so much for everything, including your light criticism of the naming of one of our spin-off series. And just quickly with reference to um, uh, Overlooked and Undercooked, we do have an exciting piece of news for that stream in the works. Rob Schneider, as some of you, many of you, in fact, have alerted us to, has a new Netflix special out, which is called, um, I can't remember, I'm trying to find the name right now, something horrific, I'm sure. Uh Actually, do you know what? That's crazy. They don't even have the full name of it on this clip. Anyway, he's got a new special out on Netflix. Tim and I are going to Hold up. I think it's called Asian Mama Mexican Kids. Yeah. Does that, does that, that sound sounds right? like that's in the fucking <laughs> wheelhouse. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to, you know, rolling my sleeves up and uh, sitting down to a screening and conversation about the product of that with Tim. Have we ever? No. We could. Go on. We shouldn't. What? We wouldn't. Go on. What? I know we haven't. Have we ever? What? Like we could do a little um week long Asian mama Mexican kids. Fuck you, dude. My week with Schneider. <laughs> sort of number on this. I've never repeatedly watched a stand up special like especially. I'm sure I have one I've enjoyed, but never like daily for one that I'm very confident is going to be atrocious. That would be. So shit, because there's so many good comedy specials I haven't seen. Like all of them. <laughs> that kind of means that I want to do it. Uh, how do you say more? What? I'm not going to say no. I'll definitely, if, if you if you think you're up to it, then I'll do it. All right, my man. I will talk about that with you at a later date. I'm interested. Hold on. Let's dwell on this a moment longer because I've um, come to a review on readysteadycut.com which has awarded Rob Schneider 1.5 stars and summary reviewed the special as though it features a moment of family joy in the last five minutes. Rob Schneider, Asian mama, Mexican kids falls and sounds flat likely due to its host's affinity for stereotypical accents. Oh, oh Rob. <laughs> that's, that's the Rob Schneider I remember. Um, I think we should, we'll watch it once with an eye to watching it six more times. This message comes from the 10th of July and reads, here's a question for your friend zone. 
What do you frosty fellas think of metal as a genre of music? I feel like you guys aren't really the type, but I'd be really pleased to learn that either or both of you are into grown men singing songs about magic, demon slaying, swords and shit. And that is from Tom Lando. The most I've got into metal is probably like, I, I guess not like Dead Set Slayer or something like that, but more slightly adjacent bands like Dragon Force. Because um, I'm very into the the more silliness stuff, the 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 aspect of like the magical and and um, the Middle Ages type knights and dragons and things like that. That's I, I find that pretty awesome. Um, I mean, argue, I'm slightly ashamedly so a pretty big Andrew WK fan, and he is very heavily influenced by metal. He's like you know that power pop stuff is pretty influenced by metal, but. Metal is not a genre that I, um, uh, yeah, like wholeheartedly fuck with. What about you, Guy? I don't really fuck with it at all. Um, nothing against it. All there's, you know, there's great music inside of all genres, but I have just, it's never grabbed me. I think, like, I've had friends who have listened to it, and so I've found, I couldn't tell you because I haven't thought to put them on outside of their company, but uh, I've probably found a few songs inside of the genre that I enjoy. I've never developed a relationship to a group. Um, but you know what, Tom Lando, you do you, man. Like, you know, I, I'm aware I, that they're still making the music even though I'm not listening to it, and I fucking respect their resilience. Tom, uh, it, I, can't, I can't remember all of the songs, so this may get me cancelled, but if I can make a recommendation of marrying comedy and metal, look up Crotch Duster um, from fucking, year, like, 20 years ago. Uh, they're a very funny metal band who... Do not take themselves or the genre at all seriously. Um, can I share a message from Sarah? Yes. Hi, boys. Love your work and would especially love your take on the Hug a Bunch movie available on YouTube. I was born in the States. My dad is American. So even though we grew up in New Zealand, we have some very specific cultural touchstones that you good boys might have not come across. The Hug a Bunch were a short-lived Toy Becomes film fad in the 80s that was truly nightmarish. I don't know what we liked about this movie so much, but we pretty much wore out our VHS copy. You'll be pleased to hear it comes in at under an hour, barely even a movie. Please consider having a watch from Sarah. Hmm. There's a YouTube link, which I'm going to play on mute. Oh, maybe this is... Oh, boy, this does look scary. Oh, this is the whole movie. Yep, this looks fucking terrifying. Holy shit. I don't like this at all. We will definitely watch this. Um, I look forward to seeing that. Can you fire that link over to me now, please, Tim? I'm going to send it to you now so that we don't lose that in the ether. It's that like kind of um, Jim Henson-style puppetry, but they're little kids, so it's got a real Uncanny Valley oh. quality to it. Oh, I don't like this. I'm just going to have a quick uh, glimpse at it myself. Oh, boy. Not into it. That's going to scare the shit out of me. Um, oh, wow. You, yeah. I love this. You, this I'll, is I'll my read, shit. I love these a, little guys. This is really read, good. Read a real quick one while you absorb that. Kat says, where's Tanya? Hello, friends. I recently discovered your podcast thanks to the McElroys. I've binged nearly all of season one on Stitcher, and I've run into some confusion. Where's the Tanya interview? You declare on episode 43 that the ep will end with the interview, but then the episode cuts short. Did I miss something? Happily becoming a new fan from... Well, they've signed off Kit, but their name on here is Cat, so I guess we get to choose. Um, 
What the fuck happened there? I legit can't remember. I don't think we I, ever got to interview her, I but like, she was on stage at our live episode. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think um, I think we just lied for an episode, maybe? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. We were just like, there's a big interview with Tanya, and then either we pretended that one of us was Tanya. You pretended to be Tanya, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> there you go. This I'm was so, like six years ago. Yeah, so sorry. Uh, yeah. But we did, we met her. Lovely. Um. Just regular ass person who probably had no idea of the folklore that her role in Grown Up Sue would take on. I do remember that she um, left the screening early, unfortunately, in LA because she had to go and do something before her scene was on screen and everyone gave her like a standing ovation for the six seconds she was on for, like two seconds she was on for, and she missed that, which always kind of Bothers broke my you. heart a little bit that she didn't get to enjoy that moment in the sun. I should Sorry, really Kat, reach out to Kat. Tom Stratford, a.k.a. Coffee Guy. I have memories of him messaging me after we messaged him to try and get him in our live show in New York. I remember like a year mm. later, he's like, hey, Guy, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Never picked up that dialogue, which is crazy considering how obsessed with him we became. This is from the 11th of July, 2020. I think this is also a recommendation for something we should watch. This says, Dear Tim and Guy, I have a suggestion for a movie you should absolutely watch. I don't know if it's objectively the worst film I've ever seen, but director Kenneth Branagh's recent film adaptation of beloved young adult book series Artemis Fowl is the only movie I can ever remember watching that brought me absolutely no pleasure whatsoever at any point during viewing except when it ended. Not a single particle of dopamine was released in my brain while I was watching this. I don't want to suggest that you do a whole season of it, simply because that would be exceptionally cruel. But it would make a great bonus episode. There's literally nothing redeeming about this film. This movie had a really bad impact on whoever this is. Uh, Not even Judy Dench could save this absolute garbage drive movie. The 10-year-old protagonist will make you want to slap a child. Just kidding. In other words... I cannot recommend this movie highly enough. Keep up the fantastic work, and I cannot thank you enough for lending a little of your seemingly indomitable positivity to this chronically depressed killjoy. Hope you still check these. Say my name, or don't. Correction. There would be molecules of dopamine, not particles. I knew my psych degree was a waste. Sarah Alexandra. Um, I loved the Artemis Fowl books when I was a boy. Did you read them? No. I can't remember. There was some sort of magical element, but it was about this... Uh, they were by an I, I think the author was Irish, and they were about a uh, a boy. There was some magical quality, had a really cool cover, like it looked like a secret journal. Was there an owl on the cover? One? Nah, nah. It was like a gold sort of slightly embossed cover, and there was a, a, a lock to be like, um, ah. to, you know, as if you wanted to access it. It's he's some sort of young mastermind who who. Um, the fairy. That's all I can remember. <laughs> I'm sure it's a shame it didn't it didn't do well because the books were a sensation. We have um uh obviously like the trouble is there's there's only sort of so many hours in the day and uh lots of um good suggestions come on in. So what we do have is the Deciders Club on Patreon, which you can join and put forward suggestions for movies that we should watch and review. Um is Bonus episodes on Oof. Patreon. So nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That is very low. Jesus Christ. What about Metacritic? Can you see three point five seven out of ten? On what? Oh, on Metacritic. Sorry, no. On Metacritic, oh. the film has a weighted average score of three thirty one. 
out of a hundred. Whoa, that's fucked. That that's mega fucked. So low. Got it. Because I reckon that movie would have had a big old juicy old big old budget. Yeah, hundred twenty-five million dollars. Ooh wee, Kenneth, Carl writes. Hey there, easy like Guy Mont Day morning, and Tim Timony, Tim Timony, Tim Tim Taru. Something like the Mary Poppins song. I got it, Carl. Obligatory, but still sincere. Hope you are keeping sane in these weird times. Now, this one guy was sent also four months ago. So happy to hear you guys are doing another season. Your sanity will, ironically, be helping keep me sane. I floated this question to Guy on Twitter, but thought I'd send it to both of you and lay down some harsh ground rules. Would you rather, A, spend five months by yourself in a large house in the middle of nowhere, the house has many rooms and activities to keep you busy, a gym with a pool, a stocked library, home cinema, game consoles, internet, large bedroom with a king-size bed, etc., etc. You, you are not allowed contact with the outside world via phones or the internet. Oh, sorry, you are allowed contact with the outside world via phones and the internet, though no video chat. Foods delivered weekly but you never see the delivery driver and you're allowed to walk outside for a max of 30 minutes a day. Oh, is this sounding familiar? The rules are more loose in this scenario, but you're totally alone with no in-person interaction for the whole five months. Here's option B. Have you got your pen and paper ready? Yeah. Spending 52 days with Tim and Guy in a small cabin in the middle of nowhere. The house has a small living room, kitchen combo, one bathroom, one bedroom, one set of bunks. There are no other activities to keep you busy other than a handful of books, DVDs you bring. Phones, etc. will be confiscated. There are no clocks anywhere. You are allowed outside for 10 minutes a day. All food is already there, so you don't even have the weekly delivery to look forward to. The final kicker, you have to watch either Sex in the City 3 or Grown Ups 3D once a day and review it. Please discuss why you would or wouldn't choose A or B, which film you prefer, etc., P.S. Deciders Club, listen up. Please vote for the 25th Reich. Yes, I have cheated, <laughs> but too late. <laughs> it has officially been said out loud, by, out loud by Tim, and there's no take backs. Insert evil laugh here. Sorry to dupe you like that. I just need, need, need to hear your thoughts on it. And no, I'm not the only one who thought it was mind bogglingly crazy. Lots of love to you both from Carl O. Callahan. Wow. Five months by yourself in the big house, 52 days with me in the little cabin. Uh, I'm so sorry to you, Tim, but it's got to be the big house. Like, I think without the introduction of the film, it was close. But, I mean, to be totally honest, there's something about, like, I would like to be able to do that anyway, even within my current reality. I would love to know what it's like to spend five months with myself. I feel like it would be challenging, but eventually you'd probably you know, there'd be quite a lot of discovery and pleasure to be derived. Like you'd really slow down. The other one is just a genuine torture situation. Like one of the things you've presented has genuine appeal that I consider on a day-to-day basis. And the other one, aside from going to a cabin with Tim for fun, is like, it would never occur to me to seek out. It sounds horrible and scary. I'm on the fence, but I respect your decision. Um. But I reckon in my heart of heart, like I could make a, I could make a go of the cabin. This but is, I would this need. This is your insane. This is this is where you're like. This is this is so Tim. It's, I would need for you and I to be on board with like what we were gonna do in there because I think 
52 days is kind of a long time and we need to be like, we're going to emerge out of here with a finished something, uh, like script or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's ways to make it more bearable, but it's bad. That's a bad where you're taking us as bad. And if I have the knowledge that it's at the cost of the other thing, we're going to have a rough 52 days. Do I respect your answer guy? If if we're in there, do I know that there was this other option or is it just like, this is what you have to do? No reasons. Just do it. I guess you get to pick. What movie would you right, what, like, like from what, the outset? Is, sorry, is that books, what you're asking? What books and movies would you take? To the cabin? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I probably, well, like the only books I know are ones I've read. So I'd have to <laughs> have a research of some books that I need to go and that read. That you now. want to read. Um, mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional licensed professional tell my problems too so that when they tell me what they think i know i'm getting it straight that's where better help comes in that's right better help have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online you've done a bit of therapy right guy i started doing therapy during uh there was a pandemic i don't know if you remember and the benefits were immediate and long lasting they help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. Oh, I've got one. And should we close on this, Tim? Uh, yes. This is from the 31st of July, 2020. Hi, 31st of July. I'm dad. Nice. I hesitate to even bring this to your attention, but after, after all the horrible psychological trauma you endured watching real Rob, oh, here we go, watching real Rob, but did you see that Rob Schneider has his own stand-up special on Netflix called Asian Mama Mexican Kids? Do you think he also paid Netflix to air it? Do you brave boys plan on giving it a go? Here's a hard-hitting one-paragraph article about it from Yahoo News, which I'm just opening up. One paragraph. Former Saturday Night Live star Rob Schneider returns to the stage and shares his take on life, love, and dinosaur dreams in the stand-up special. (laughs) 
For the record, my husband said that I should leave you two alone and not message you about this, but I'm just so stunned this exists I needed to reach out. How? Just how? Thank you both for the ongoing laughs and lovely podcast, Friendship Times. Much love, Alyssa from Philly. Well, Alyssa from Philly, I'm assuming you've been listening along to this episode so far, as you (laughs) clearly have displayed knowledge of the friend zone. So you, as anyone else who's invested in Rob Schneider and our relationship, will be excited to hear, we're going to do this at least once. Oh, fuck. I mean, the thing is, like, I think... We've got to do it first thing in the morning. Part of the appeal of this to me, Tim, is that we cannot perform stand-up comedy. Like, the thing, one of the things, yeah. aside from seeing my friends and being out in the physical world, one of the things that I miss the most is live performance. And so the torture element of doing this is so high. Yeah. Which makes I've it had... so interesting. I've had three, like, not just individual nights of shows, but three, like, seasons of show cancelled because mm. of this uh, this here uh, virus. So I, I I hear what you're saying. I well, feel the pain. That, that, for me, is just, you know, it, it, that's part of what makes the knowledge that, you know, the greats like Rob Schneider getting out there and recording specials to be committed to the, you know, annals of time. It's such a relief. It's so satisfying. <sighs> All right, I guess we're watching it every yes. day for a week. Yes, brother. <laughs> it's not that long, eh? It's like 45 minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll check right now. It'll be... Sometimes they run for like an hour eight, which would be brutal. I'm imagining 52. That feels like probably... I don't want to say how much material he's got, but mm. I also don't want to watch this on my own Netflix. I'm pretty sure we read something like in the last 30 minutes that told us the duration. Oh, it was about it must 40 have, yeah, 44. Mm. Okay. Well, I guess fucking that's a bit of us. And the that'll o- be on the trailer, the... the opening of the trailer. I just want to, I just <laughs> want to um, say it to you. I'm at the age okay. now. It's not that I'm less interested in sex, but I'm as interested in cookies. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know what he does with that premise. It could be, uh, could be good. That's your lead. That's your lead joke on your fucking special trailer. <laughs> oh, by the way, while we're here, um, if you're in America, you got to watch Rose Matafeo's Horn Dog, which has just been released on HBO Max. Is 100%, that right? Yep, that's the one. Um. There is a very short list of New Zealanders who have um, a fully produced comedy special on an American network, and our friend Rose is among that that very small list. It's a very special thing. Um, I saw the show live, like, I think four different times. It's sensational. I look forward to um, wiring up a VPN so that I can watch the, the HBO Max special as well. So go check that out. It's called Horn Dog. It won the best show at the whole Edinburgh Fringe Festival. You owe it to yourself. That is sage advice. Otherwise, keep uh, sending stuff in to the Facebook, we're of all time, Twitter, T-W-I-O-A-T pod. We're on Patreon, T-W-I-O-A-T, if you want to chuck us a little bit of cash. Or... All these links will be in the show notes, and we're also now on Discord. So if you just like, if you're feeling lonely, and and uh, I get it, I feel lonely. I feel very trapped in my house. 
Come hang out with some like-minded people who also enjoy a bit of silliness from your boys on the Discord. And if you've never done Discord before, like me, I hadn't. Guy just got on it today. Um, fucking jump on in. It's it's pretty easy, yeah. It seems it's all good. good. It, just, it feels like a modern MSN chat room, but it's all yeah. group conversations. This is yeah, from my 10 minutes on the website. Anyway, everyone's got positive memories of MSN, and everyone's old enough to remember what it is. Bye. <laughs> well, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, it's the friend zone. We're gonna have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend zone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.